is Eric Johnson. I'm here with my brother, Derek. Hey, Derek. Good afternoon. It's good to be here. Hope you're doing well. We've got a very special guest on today, Dr. Craig Fleischer, our brother from another mother. He's uh, coming to us here from his home near Atlanta. Hey, Craig. Hey, Eric. Hey, Derek. Good to see you again. Been a Thank long time. I know. It's been, it's been like almost an hour since we were in our last <laughs> Maybe. <meeting. laughs> I mean, well, we've only been on the phone, of... what, three, three times already this morning? Yeah, you may have an undercount of that. Well, that's the fun part of working together, isn't it? We, yeah. uh, we spend our days together as remote as we might be, uh, you know, from each other. We get to spend them together at least virtually. Um, looking forward to, I haven't, I haven't actually been in the same room with you, Craig, since when? I, I know exactly when, Eric. It, it, was, it was in March 2020 in Milwaukee was the last time we were in the same room together. 27 months, about, almost. That's crazy. Wild, and yet we've been in the same virtual room every day. Pretty much. Well, I was I was in the same room physically with Craig at a really great little Mexican restaurant known as Cheeky's down in uh, the Greater Atlanta area. What was that around right. the seventh or so of March? That's right. Um, yeah, we got to do that more often. We do Cheeky's Taqueria. We were there with another one of our colleagues, uh, John Thompson. As a matter of fact, it was just great to see you guys again. So we're going to get this party started today, everybody. And the, today's topic is a little bit, uh, well, it's a little bit different one. Um, we've, we've never taken on this topic out in the open here with running into the fog, but we're going to today. And we're really excited. Uh, episode 38 being uh, live streamed and uh, also recorded for the archives here on May 31st of 2022. I don't know where in the hell May went, but um, it's gone. And uh, we're about to hit uh, June as of tomorrow. Um, you know, a little bit of background for, for why we asked Craig to be our guest today on Running Into the Fog. Um, keeping in mind that Eric and I have been working together a fairly long time at this point. I, I joined the company in March of 03, working on my 20th season here. Um, you know, Eric obviously started the company 27 seasons ago. Craig, you've been with the company, what, 11, 12 years now? Yeah. Somewhere in there. You might um, here, yeah. And if somebody would have said to me, the year would be 2022 and your brother Eric would not have written a book yet, I would have said you're full of it. Um, he's too smart. He's got two great ideas, two great, two, the wisdom behind uh, the elder Johnson is just too great. And you've got, you've got handsome and witty. <laughs> oh, did not I? Not in that order. <laughs> I, I forgot <laughs> handsome and witty. Sorry. Um, and, you know, the, it even came up this morning in an internal call that we were having, like, uh, Eric probably should have written his first book 15 or 20 years ago. Uh, but I think it's safe to say that Eric uh, looked at that venture and said, I'm not sure I knew what book I would read, you know, coming at it with a really hard, critical lens. He wants to write a book that he would read. And you frankly don't make it past chapter one of a lot of books that you yeah. So this is a little bit of background into uh, an adventure. I think initially I kind of forced it upon you, but I said, you know, the, the, the Johnson brothers get to verbally interact and usually with an awesome guest like Craig today for over a year now, we're up to 38 episodes of this podcast, which by all accounts is still not a lot, but we've made it past where most of them call it quits. And you know, we're, we're now in the open publicly declaring that we're going to write a book together. 
And uh, in your LinkedIn profile uh, post that you just put out there, uh, it's going to be named, we think, the title of this book is going to be The Missionary and the Mercenary. And so we want to break that down a little bit for our guests today. But most importantly, we want to hear from Craig Fleischer, Dr. Craig Fleischer, who's written 16 books, many of which have a co-author, you know, obviously, and you'll, you're going to uh, pay appropriate tribute to that. So right. we're going to do the same type of thing. We have a co-author, each of us, you know, in, in the form of the other one. And we kind of want to break down what it's going to be like to write a book uh, in, in these times, um, particularly, you know, if you're anything like me, listeners, you don't pick up physical books. And I've got one. Um, actually, it's one that Craig co-authored with a gentleman named Phil Harris. Um, I don't know exactly Mr. Harris's role in this particular book, but if you all can see this book, it's to the tune of about just under 700 pages. I'm not going to be reading this book, Craig, I'm sorry to report, but if it were on Audible yeah. or some type of audiobook, the odds would increase exponentially that I might attempt it. And you know, that's another part of writing a book in these times. You know, Busy professionals don't necessarily, this is maybe my own bias injected there, don't necessarily have tons of time to sit down with a book, you know, at the, especially the end of a busy day where you might be tired. So I consume a ton of books still. That was kind of something that started during the pandemic in the earliest stages of it for me. But I want to talk about what it's like to author, co-author a book in these times. And what are the expectations of the marketplace, particularly a marketplace that is going to be looking at things like Web3 and the... Yeah the requirement of that. And it, you know, we're going to get the question, Eric, a lot over the coming months, quarters, and potentially a year or so as we go through this journey. Why are we writing this book? Well, I think you're brilliant and you have a lot of great ideas to share, um, concepts to share. I'm primarily writing it as a tribute to our parents who um, if they were here, uh, for our listeners who don't know that story, they've passed away couple of decades ago. But if they were here, they'd be proud of us, no doubt. They're, we believe that they're shining down on us from above. But um, primarily writing this book so that our kids or our grandchildren might have a written account of, uh, this is different than the verbal account of the Running Into the Fog podcast, might have a written account of how the Johnson brothers interacted once upon a time. So that's a little bit of the setup. Eric, anything for Craig or a first question as we get it, get it rolling today? Yeah, well, um, I want to understand a lot about sort of the book writing process from Craig. And Craig, you and I have talked about this over the years, obviously. I think I was, you know, we were probably on the road together for your last few uh, books that you've, that you've put out. Um, I want to say that, uh, first of all, for those of you watching on social, uh, click this QR code, scan this QR code and register to actually attend the full uh, bridge because we've got a second half this first half is known as unthinkable. The second half is called unspeakable and you won't be able to continue after the about 23 minutes from now if you don't scan and register. So please scan that QR code. It'll open up the registration form uh, and then you can join us. The other thing I want to um, highlight here before we get too far down the road is that we're gonna be giving away one of Craig's books today. For those of you who have been uh, faithfully scanning our PO apps over the course of the last few months that we've been live streaming, uh, Craig wrote this great book with Babette Ben-Susan uh, called Analysis Without Paralysis. This is in its second edition. 
I think the first one had 10 analytical tools. This one's got 12 in it, if I remember right. Um, and this is the digital version. So this is the $30 digital version. We're going to raffle this off to you all. Uh, and if you have any of the PO apps that you have been uh, using, we're going to be using a specific uh, PO app raffle uh, that will be found here. Uh, and William, I'm going to have you walk us through how to do this in just a few minutes. We're not going to do it right now. We want to get into this conversation with Craig. Uh, but I do want to spotlight you and your QR code there so that if you haven't yet scanned this QR code, and I'm going to stop my screen share, go ahead and do that and redeem that uh, PO app, please. Uh, once you've redeemed that PO app, you can then use it in the raffle that we're about to have. And that raffle will then allow you to possibly win one of these digital copies of Craig's book. So I uh, see there, William, you put up the uh, scan to connect to the raffle uh, details. And uh, William will be replacing that here with the POAP QR code just in a moment. So uh, with that, Craig, tell us, uh, I guess, what was, the, what was your advice to us about um, how to get started thinking about this book writing project? And, you know, how did we kind of break the rules already, at least around the genre uh, yeah. question? Yeah, so I, I, the first questions I started asking you guys when you told me you had a, an interest, or at least a passing interest at the time in writing a book together, was um, going to Simon Sinek's kind of first question, you know, putting why at the center. Why do you want to write this book? You know, why, why do you feel you need to write it now? You know, it actually goes to a lot of the same kinds of intelligence questions, you know, the what, the so what, the now what, uh, the what then, and all, all of those questions that we ask, I, I write about in some of my books, but we, 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 we literally walked you through some of those, because if you don't have the why down, if, if you can't agree on, especially because you're going to co-author it, that, that was one of the first things you told me, is that you wanted to write this together, it was really important that you do it together. And I get that part, by the way. So, you know, it's funny. I've written 16 books that you've mentioned. Um, most of those books have been co-authored, some, some of which with just one co-author, like you're doing it, uh, a few of which I've done with even more than that. And, 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 and I don't just author books. I, I should, uh, ju just to be a little bit more precise on this, I also edit some books too. So, you know, between authoring and editing, I've done both. But you guys want to author it. So that, that's important and you want to do it together. And, and I love that. Um, and, and I'll just, just note for the record, the ones that I've done with another person, like the one you showed on the screen just a minute ago, that was done with uh, my longtime Australian competitive intelligence colleague, uh, Babette Ben Susan, who if I remember correctly, guys, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm an old timer, I think was actually one of the earlier uh, uh, members of this particular uh, web series. So maybe she was, 18th, 21st, I don't remember what she was. I know she was kind of towards the front end of this and, and a memorable one. She, uh, she has some, as, as you guys know better than I do, um, she has some very unique views on the world too. But, but writing those books with co-authors, the one you, Eric, the one you, or Derek, the one you pulled up is one I did with a fellow named Phil Harris, a, an old friend of mine and a former dean of a business school there in Chester University, which is right on the Scottish UK border. Um, and I've written three with him too. Those are, those are the great, the, the best ones that I've written. I'm just, again, noting for the record, were the co-authored or co-edited ones where I had a, I had a partner in crime. Um, that partner in crime makes me better. I can make them better. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of sharpening steel. It's, uh, you know, it's the two elements that just really kind of harden the outcome. So I think you're running in the fog together to do this, by the way, is going to be really helpful. 
Um, second of all, you gotta you gotta deal with, and I want to get to that that issue of genre that Derek brought out. You know, one thing that authors know, some genres sell better than others. For example, if you were to do a a look at which genres are selling best on Amazon or you know any of the other kind of large book selling sites, you'd see there's a very clear pattern. Um, you know, things like um, self help books, for example, are almost always in the top three, top four, top five. Uh, autobiograph autobiographical books, you know, biographical books on compelling individuals are almost always in the top five. Uh, business help books, oh, by the way, which is one that, you know, I, I've probably ventured into mostly in my 16 books, um, also sell very well. You know, certain genres do really well. Other genres don't do as well. And, and, and knowing a clear sense going in of which genre um, you're going to be writing for is important because it gets to the audience. It, it gets to who you eventually want to read your books, right? Uh, and knowing who you want to read your books and what you want those people to do both during and then after they consume your book is a critical piece for the author to, um, to plan around upfront. You know, you don't want to do that kind of in the middle of the book or God forbid, even worse is after you send it off to the production team and you know, once it's going there, it, it ain't going to change much between what goes there on that that draft and, you know, what they have to work with in terms of production, editing and getting it ready to to release out to the public. So I'll stop there for a second. Um, hopefully I've started to answer your question. Right on. Really good stuff. And, you know, uh, I think the sort of autobiographical self-help action mystery thriller is how I would describe our uh, little collaboration here, Derek. And, um, you know, we've got some nonfiction, we've got some advice, uh, we've got some fiction going on in there. I'm really looking forward to spending the summer uh, running into the fog on this project with you. Um, so a real quick call to action, scan the PO app. I see many of you are since our count is rising. Keep doing that. We're gonna have a second PO app that's available in the second half. And if you haven't registered yet, please register and join the bridge. Um, we will be holding that raffle in about half an hour. Uh, it'll start at 12.50 Central Time. The raffle will go. So I'll, in a second here, show you how to get into that. Derek, you have the floor. I, I already see a question from Terry Thiel that I'm going to have to say, we don't know yet, Terry. How will you go about publishing this? You know, I think the assumption is we, we intend to self-publish. But um, if anybody has a way to talk us out of that or to help us navigate that fog, we are all ears today. But before I go there, um, a little bit of why the, why the book project is important to us. You know, Eric and I are not old guys, but we're not also young guys anymore. And, you know, we might expire one of these days and this book project needs to get done. <clears throat> the uh, running joke recently is that our dad sung at both of our weddings um, in very different ways, by the way. So, Eric, you want to tell the story of uh, how our dear old dad who passed away February 1st of 99, uh, what, what, what went down to have him bring his amazing singing voice to your wedding? And then yeah, I'll share so, my story. Well, I'll say that his accompanist and he, uh, he and his accompanist didn't quite see the tempo the same way in terms of the sheet music that he was singing at my wedding, at least. Uh, and it was quite a little bit of a reconciliation that took place uh, during that 
conflict just before we got married. Uh, but it all worked out in the end. Uh, I will say that I think he was considerably less argumentative at your wedding, if I remember right. Yes, uh, you got the live version of Dear Old Dad. I got the recorded version of Dad. Um, keeping in mind, he passed away in February 99. I got married uh, two days ago. It was my 13th wedding anniversary. That's right. Happy so, anniversary. Boy. I thank to you. March, May, May 29th of 2009. That's a date I should always remember. Get that. Um, you better you not know, forget it. <laughs> that's that part is also true, Craig. the The recorded version of our dad came along with no back talk. It, uh, it didn't require any editing really uh, beyond what I had done a couple years prior to that, where we'd found these very uh, I'm going to call them uh, dinosaur-like recordings. It used to happen on what's called a, a cassette tape. I know that doesn't happen anymore, but uh, we had these cassette tapes of dad singing. There was stuff in there that you would never imagine uh, a, a really deep tenor voice would even attempt to do. A lot of Christmas songs, a lot of other stuff. Well, there was a song in there that, that he had recorded that I, that I happen to love a lot. My wife was uh, a good sport about it. And, you know, I didn't have to have uh, any back talk or where in the program dad was going to appear and all that sort of stuff. So it's a little bit of a fun, playful way to poke a little fun at that. But the fact is, he left those recordings for me to use. And I hope that even if one person uses a book like what Eric and I are co-authoring here to use in a productive way, that will make it a payoff for me. Um, Craig, when you think about writing a book for the audiences that consume your book or books, you know, what, what do you think about is in terms of the payoff or what motivates you to do it? I mean, again, we're not de dealing with situations where we're super old people quite yet, but I assume there's a, yeah, I want people, my kids, my, my wife, my kids, my grandkids to have something left behind, not dissimilar to a series of songs. Um, can you speak to our guests uh, on the podcast today about that? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I love what you're doing and why you're doing it. And, and I have to, you know, I, I have to tell you something that I don't actually share broadly, or at least I haven't shared publicly with people. You know, every one of the books that I've written has been a passion play for me. It, it's been something I've really loved to do. And, and I have to tell you, it wasn't just writing the book to get it done, you know, and actually seeing the end result and kind of knowing what I wanted to accomplish with it. You know, the journey of writing the book with my co it has been some of the um, some um, I have, uh, some of whom were former students, some of whom are colleagues, some of whom are my mentors, some of whom are people I mentored. I mean, it, it goes every direction. Learning that book was, um, was enriching. I just can't describe it any differently. Um, you know, the, the, the learning together, the sharing together, you know, they're, they're you will you will encounter move your book towards completion and just being able to do that with somebody else where you have that very kind of clear articulated stream of what you want to accomplish and why it's going to matter so there, you know it, it it's funny I, I think about um you know the kind of elements or qualities that um you guys are gonna need to you know exhibit together if you run through this fog get through it and kind of see your way out to the end um, and, and there's probably five or six of them. I, I, I'd suggest to you, you want to make sure, you know, you're 
bring to it. Number one is you, you got to do something that you're compelled to do and that will compel your readers to do something. So this idea of being compelling, you know, something that you're going to look back on that legacy that you share with your next generation. I know you both have children. I, by the way, I got children. One of my, one of my children is actually on this call in the audience. Uh, and, and he has a part to play in this. That same child who's on now as a participant attending, um, I'd say probably three or four of the books that I wrote, he had a bringing that completion, you know, whether he ended up doing PowerPoint slides, editing chapters or making suggestions or doing reviews of the, you know, making sure I was citing the right sources or making sure that my visuals look good. Um, I had a family member, that's, that's Austin Fleischer, who is on here right now. And, uh, you know, it was helpful to him in his career. And by the way, just having him on there with me doing that, uh, great. That was great for us. He's a father and son in this case. Um, but but go at is so important. Uh, it, it's critical to do that. The second is to have coherence. You know, there's a story that everybody has, and having a coherent story is going to be critical for you guys. You know, the third thing is to be convincing. And I know my vid's gone off. It's got some bandwidth issues here, guys, but I'm with you. Um, so, uh, again, coherence is another one, you know, making sure that uh, it, it holds together, being convincing. Um, again, you want people reading this kind of shaking their heads. They, aha, uh -huh. we, we call productive moment intelligent. When you get to that, aha, uh -huh, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, I, you know, that makes sense to me. I get it. You know, yeah, I can take that and run with it. Um, the fourth thing is the collaboration. You know, it's the collaboration between you, but it's also between you as co-authors. But it's a collaboration between you and readers. Uh, it's making that connection. You know, it's, it's helping them understand the journey, their own eyes and through your eyes, and, and being able to make those eyes kind of meet midway. You know, the thing is being committed to it. And, and I'm I'm one of the few authors, 16 books in by the time I had a contract. In other words, when I had, you know provide something to a, a publisher, and I've had mostly but not exclusively large international publishers like you know like Pearson or FT Per or some of these really, et cetera, some of these really big international publishers send my books out to their audiences. Um, you know, being able to deliver on time, you know, if, if you do choose to do it with somebody else, you're going to sure you deliver. Um, that's what gives publishers confidence in us as authors, you know, that, that they can make a go of our books and get them out and, 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 and actually, again, hopefully sell a few too. I mean, obviously they have a financial, they've got a mercenary interest as opposed to a missionary interest mostly shown in that. And last but not least, I would argue that the sixth quality that really matters in writing a book um, is, to, is to have a clear sense of the contribution you want to make. You know, what do you want to contribute? What do you want to contribute to your, your readers, especially knowing that some of your readers are going to be, you know, they're on this call, they're, they're family, they're their colleagues, they're your kids. And this is your legacy. Your book is your legacy to the, you know, the next generations, hopefully. And that's that's plural. But um, you know, that 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 contribution's important. And I and 16 books in, um, some of my books I feel like um made bigger and better contributions than others, obviously. And and, and I'll note for the record, you know, of the 16 books I've had um about six of them that that the mercenaries actually kind of applied, meaning I, I made money on. Most people don't write books. You guys know this. If anyone tells you differently, they're, they're not telling you that most authors will profit from books. 
And, and, and when I say that, by not on the book itself, um, pro, it's a lot like winning the lottery. By the way, most people that buy a lottery tickets don't win it either. And writing a book to win the lottery or make a profit on it's a lot like the lottery odds. You know, it's, it's one out of 100, and I'm probably a bit high on that. Um, something that other people don't realize, most people don't sell a lot of books. The, the typical author, and especially first-time authors, you know, if you, you can sell 100 to 250 books, well, you're a lot. And people are going to say, what, 100, 250 books? 250 books on average is what the people this year are going to end up selling to somebody who's going to exchange for that. Um, somebody sell, and I don't know number out here, you know, publishers generally view sales of 2,500 books or more. That's really good. It's really good. And um, most people don't achieve that. So I, I've had six books where I've sold um, 2,500 or more. I've had four of those books have sold in the tens of thousands. I've had two books that went into the hundreds of thousands. And that's not, you know, that that's pretty good. Now, I'm not patting myself on the back. Um, a lot of that had to do with my co-authors and, you know, having some, some, some content that met those six criteria I just gave you. But it's hard to do this. So if you, if you don't have other reasons, and I know you guys do because we walk through this, you got to have those the reasons, those walls, and knowing that you're going to make that thing that that book's going to leave a legacy. And yet having said all of that, the hardest thing about writing the book is getting the first chapter done. Yeah, getting started. Yeah, it's hardest, getting started. The hardest part is getting started. Yep, it's the hardest part. And I think, you know, I, I see there's a couple authors in the audience, some of whom might you know, might be able to concur or not with this. The hardest part is getting going. Yep. Well, speak, speaking of getting going, we've got two contributors of our three contributor slots assigned. Suki Fuller will be number one. Terry Thiel will be number two. We've got one left. So speak now or forever. Don't be unspeakable uh, in the second half. We've got about five minutes left before we cut uh, you social streamers loose. Um, you're, this is your final chance. All right, Jeff Meyer, you're the man. <laughs> this is your final chance. If you have not uh, registered for the Unspeakable Bridge, this is where you do it, social folks. Um, do it now. You won't have another chance to do it. Uh, here is the raffle. And William, I'm going to ask you to just jump on audio here and tell us uh, what, what we're looking at. The raffle uh, will be done. Uh, and if you really want to get elaborate here, you can go out to your app store of choice and download two specific apps. One is called PoApp and one is called MetaMask. Uh, Derek, I'm guessing you've uh, like become a developer on both of these platforms at this point. So I probably don't have to tell you about it. <laughs> grab the PoApp app, grab the MetaMask app and chat. It's super appreciated. Derek, any remarks on that? Well, yeah, I'm not going to be a developer on MetaMask or, or PoApp or any of those other things uh, anytime soon. But I, I did just redeem my first PoApp here uh, in the lead up to today's podcast. So you did William, say it Holiday Express last night. I thought you were going to say, but William, sorry. Yep. So we're raffling off one of Craig's books, specifically analysis, pelt paralysis. It'll be the electronic copy. And so to enter the raffle, uh, you'll want to go to this link. So poap.fun 
And if you go to that page specifically, um, it's also in chat. If you go to that page, uh, you'll see at the top of Eric's screen, the connect wallet, you'll hit that and you'll connect your MetaMask wallet or another wallet using Wallet Connect. And then once that's done and it's verified that you own the wallet, then you can go back to the page and you'll see at the bottom that purple bar, join raffle, you wanna click that. And then at 12.50, the raffle will automatically begin and um, you'll reach out once you, uh, if you are the winner. And if you have multiple PO apps, then you get multiple entries. Perfect. Thank you, William. And uh, must be present to win, by the way. We're, uh, we're getting serious with this. You got to be on the bridge to actually uh, win this thing. This is a valuable book. Uh, it's, uh, it's one that Craig did poured a lot of his heart and soul and brain into with the vet. And uh, we don't want that to go to somebody who didn't even bother to show up. So uh, with that, uh, we're going to give you social streamers one more minute. And Suki, I'm going to get you on deck here to join on the back half. Uh, one more question for Craig before we cut the socials uh, loose is, what, what message do you have for our anonymous social visitors out there, Craig? Any calls to action? Obviously, I had to take your video down in order to make sure your audio is coming through, so I apologize for that. But any uh, final message for our social anonymous before we let them go? Yeah, you know, if, 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 if you feel passionate about a topic and you feel like you've got a unique perspective, don't be fearful of writing the book. You know, fear is, uh, you know, again, false evidence appearing real. You don't need to be scared about it. I mean, I, I love it, Derek and Eric, even now after, you know, after all this time you've spent together, you're ready to cross your Rubicon. And, 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 and I can't wait to cross it with you guys. And that's the other piece to this. You know, you've got a lot of help out there. There are others, like, I, I, I don't know how many authors I've mentored over the years, but I can tell you it's in the scores. Um, and, and we all love to give back. And, and, and we love to help one another and we love to share our experiences and let people know the kinds of impediments and barriers you're going to face. They're all surmountable. We've all done it. You can do it. Um, you know, leave that legacy, make that contribution, do something that, that benefits the world. Um, yeah, it's powerful perspective. It's heart, head, and hand. Have yourself a, a, a terrific outcome. That's right. Well, uh, with that, social folks, Dasvidanya, Rosiskaya Svetrobotov. We'll see you next time on Running the Fog. And if you haven't converted over yet, do it now.